Hi, and welcome to Dunking Biscuits, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Emma, and with me, we have someone who's slightly older, just by a year because she's aging, not because she's older than me by somehow miraculously <laughs> aging seven years. Not that I'm a new guest. <laughs> we have Grace. Hello, happy birthday week to me. Yeah, birthday month. What, what are we doing this this year? Oh, I got told off for referring to February as my birthday month. Apparently, that's greedy. Um, so not in my books. I've been yeah. <laughs> I, well, one of my, like, close friends, her birthday is also in February, so I'm kind of like, well, we can share it. Like, she's, like, in the, like, tail end of February, I'm at the start, I'm like, birthday fortnight? So I feel like that's what I'm working with. Okay. I think I've got from the first till Valentine's Day, and then she's got the rest, so birthday fortnight. I, I would take it. That's That yeah. sounds pretty good. I mean, it's all about me anyway, so. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Um, do, <laughs> do you have a good news story for us? I do. It's everywhere if you haven't heard this good news story even if you're not a sporty person you are living under a rock but mm-hmm. Aussie Jakara Anthony stuns the world by winning gold at the Winter Olympics what? so she has broken a 12-year drought to become the nation's sixth gold medalist at any Winter Olympic so it hasn't been won since Tora Bright and Lydia Lasilla in 2010 in Vancouver so Amazing. definitely been it doesn't say what sports they won. I feel like Tom um, Bright was a snowboarder. She was a snowboarder, and the other yeah. one was a um, vertical skier, whatever the right word is that. Oh, like is. a ski jumper, like yeah. an eagle. Yeah, oh, I love watching yeah. that one. So yeah, so Jakara Anthony has dominated the women's freestyle moguls, um, winning gold um, in a result overnight. She won it at like past midnight it last was, night. It so, was so late. Yeah, I definitely did not stay awake to watch it, but read all about it this morning. Um, so yeah, so she finished first in all of the qualifying in each of the finals. So she was definitely going in a red hot favorite. And just before her, American Jalen Kauf scored eighty point two eight, and then less than thirty seconds later, Anthony was the Olympic champion, earning a score of eighty three point zero nine. So she was obviously impressed with herself. She was absolutely lost for words, and she was really um, just proud of herself and how she handled the pressure just saying that it was a real testament to herself and her team that she's been surrounded by over the last four years. Um, so, yeah, so I love watching I love watching any Olympic Commonwealth Games or anything like that. But I feel like as well, just because Australia, like we're not – like we have snow, but we're not we like really. – We're not like – we're not Canada <laughs> or like any top – It doesn't last of, a long time. Yeah, like we're not Austria or anything like that. Like you can't just go out to a random lake and ski oh, – ice skate on it mm-hmm. so i do like love obviously any women in sport as well but when like we go big at the winter olympics because yeah. it's like you've worked hard for this um so yeah so she really doesn't want to go on thinking too much about the results um it happens to everyone no it doesn't <laughs> she's like just how you manage the pressure really pays off in the end but um but yes yeah, so i think she was just also stoked she definitely was going in a red hot favorite because obviously like, we kind of, like, leading into the Olympics, like, you've heard some of the swimmers' names before and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'd never heard of her before. No. Um, and she has so, quite a unique name, so you think that you would remember her name as well. Yeah. So I think as well, like, knowing that I heard her name at least a week before the Olympics started, I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to be one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she came fourth in 2018 at um, – I can't remember what the last ones were – but um, when she was only 19. So she's only 23. Like, that's wow. so young. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my good news story. Good job, Jakara Anthony, if you're listening. Of course she is. I assume she is. <laughs> she doesn't miss an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some free merch. <laughs>
Alrighty, what about your gold medal moment for the week? What's your weekly win? <laughs> um, uh, I don't want. I mean, not to downplay Jakar's efforts, <laughs> but I went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! As someone um, who went back to work last week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody does it. Um, no, I would say I went back to work and it was good to be back in the work environment. I know. Many people in Australia aren't able to do that. That's not a part of their return yeah. to work. Um, so I haven't actually worked since like the 17th of December, which makes it seem really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and today I went back and I got to see a lot of people that I obviously haven't seen in a long time. I really like seeing kids after summer holidays because they tend to have like grown or like they just yeah. look, they just look significantly older because we see them so regularly throughout the school year you don't notice that they're aging yeah or um maturing or the facial features slightly um yeah morphing and yeah so it was really nice to come to work today and see some kids and especially some kids from my class last year who were like um you know like waved to me which was like oh my god <laughs> they yeah. actually acknowledged that I exist it's so nice <laughs> Um, I, know, I do kind of love when yeah. like, I'm walking down and I hear a kid like calling my name. I'm like, oh my god, hi! I'm famous. <laughs> it's me. Um, so I think it's a, a not so much a gold medal win, but it's more of a win that I feel happy that I've returned to my place of work, and also that I had a good day. Sometimes I feel like when you come back to work after a, a long time, it can be yeah. a lot. I would say that I probably walked more today than I have in the last two weeks because we've been <laughs> stuck inside. Yeah, you've had um, a limited amount of yeah, space. Yeah, so I nearly actually did 10,000 steps just at school, which is a lot. Um, yeah. And as opposed to my 100 that I was doing <laughs> during my I just I ISO. stopped even wearing my watch during my <laughs> ISO because I was like, this is too depressing. Like I'm someone who I'm obsessed with getting my 10,000. If I don't do it, I feel like a lesser human. Mm. So during my ISO, I was like, I just can't even wear my watch. Yeah. Like just, I had to take it off. It's not worth like, it. Yeah. No. Um, what about you? Obviously, it's very hard to compare yeah. wins against my very weird, big win of just going to work. <laughs> <laughs> um mine is well obviously it's my birthday week I love my birthday mm-hmm. um like as if you've listened to previous episodes you know I'm not a huge Christmas fan but my birthday I love it all about me mm-hmm. big win mm-hmm. um so I, I'm a bit sad though I feel like 27 is a it's a big year I don't know why but it's like officially late 30s you're kind of like oh I'm getting a bit on um but my win this week actually has nothing to do with my birthday it's a bit cheesy and I feel a bit like I roll at myself for saying this, but please, um, please say it. <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm feeling so cringe, but bear with me. Um, mm-hmm. So first mention of the pod over last the end of last year, I started seeing someone. Shut um, up! Are we? What's happening here? <laughs> what's, what are you doing? I know. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> nothing serious. He just like it's so like, ugh, but he just like in, he met my dad on the weekend, and it was just really nice. That is the cutest like, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I'm so gross. I honestly hate it. Jeff just edit this bit out. Um, my win's my birthday. <laughs> but no, it was just like, I don't know, just nice. And like, because um, the new beau, he works in horse racing. My dad's a horse race trainer. So they obviously, like going in, I was like, they're going to have a lot in common. And it was Not just Not to like, worry about the conversation. 
Like, no, like yeah. I was sitting there with my little sister who's 10 and she just looked at me. She's like, this is so boring. I was like, yeah, this is kind of boring to be fair. <laughs> like they just was like, like I didn't need to be there. They just would have happily got on. So yeah, so that's, that's my win and it's so cheesy and let's no, move on. No, <laughs> I think it's lovely. I think, I think um, meeting parents in general is, I wouldn't say, I don't think it's terrifying. I just think the first meeting, it's, there's a lot of pressure, yeah. I think. And- not to throw him under the bus, but um, <laughs> we on. went to a party on Saturday <laughs> night and I was like drinking pretty consistently, but I was like, by the end of the night, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm a bit tipsy, but I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Woke up on Sunday, felt like, felt a bit like Meh, in the morning just because we got to bed at like two o'clock. Yeah. Um, but poor Jack, very hungover, <laughs> like throwing up level hungover. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we like I was driving the car to dad's and he's sitting there next to me and he's just like and just real quiet and just doing the deep breaths and I'm like I've asked you so many times like are you nervous or anything and he keeps saying no and then I looked at him I'm like that's not nerve breathing you're gonna be sick (laughs) so we were around the corner from my dad's house like out of sight Mm. and I just like pulled over and he's like yeah and he just like got out of the car and was just like bent over for like five minutes and I was like oh my god this is the worst like I cannot think of anything worse that could be happening right now Uh, it makes me uncomfortably happy because that's just like a great story but like it's sad that it happened to you like if you were telling me that that happened to a friend of yours I'd be like that is the best but unfortunately it was you it was me (laughs) Uh, but it's fine we got there and I think he just turned it on and it was fine there was no nausea for the rest of the night (laughs) so yeah my win could have been a very big loss (laughs) (laughs) could have gone either way (laughs) exactly but well I'm glad that you stopped around the corner because I feel like that (laughs) that had to happen like there was no um yeah yeah what is it um there's a saying oh my gosh I'm not gonna remember what it is like you don't get a second chance of a first meeting or something like oh, a second chance at a first impression or something. yeah that's it yeah 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 Yeah, that was it I was like this is the worst like imagine <laughs> oh my god this is so embarrassing for me not even for you for me <laughs> I'm not even thinking about you Jack it's all about me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well I think that's a great so- win <laughs> pretty much a gold medal if it, it if, turned if out it, well so if it was anything it's definitely gold yeah. medal material <laughs> <laughs> so all good thank god <laughs> Alrighty, so today we are talking about, as you as you kind of mentioned like last episode, we're kind of like shifting to the how-to era as opposed to etiquette. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We're growing. We're adapting. But yeah. We have kind of talked about this topic a little bit previously when we were talking about dinner parties and having guests I, over. I like to put it in passing. Like it was, yeah. it was not the whole topic, but there's definitely a discussion on the topic. Yeah. It, like it popped up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so today we are talking about dietary requirements and just uh, going out, having picnics, having people over and just kind of like how to obviously work around them if you're someone who is um, restricted by their diet or someone who like you have friends who are um, dietary required, I suppose is <laughs> not the correct way to put it, but who have allergens. <laughs> yes, there we go, much better. Um, but I was actually, as I mentioned, I went to a party on the weekend. and oh, it must be nice when we got the there. <laughs> yeah, it was quite nice. Um, it was good. I was at a friend who works at a different school to me and, like, everyone was there, there was teachers. So Bet we Jack had the best other. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Loved it so much to talk about. Um, but no, but there was a, like, got there, every good party has at least one cheese platter. This oh. one had, like, quite a big one. Like, it was the only one. And it was, like, the party started at, like, 8 o'clock. So I think it was just kind of there. Like, I'd had dinner before I left, but I still ate a lot of the cheese platter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, like, eating. And then I turned around and the host, she said, oh, don't worry, everything on the platter is gluten-free. And I couldn't tell. Like, mm, all the okay. crackers, like, I feel like cheese and, like, fruits and stuff like that, like, obviously gluten-free. Mm-hmm. But, like, all the crackers were and, like, any, like, chips on the table as well. And I was like, oh, my God, amazing. So I thought, like, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, like, gluten-free had such a, like, reputation as cardboard, flavorless. Burden, a burden. Like, yeah, like, claggy if you're making, like, gluten-free pasta. Yeah. But, like, honestly, delicious. Like, not that I'm shocked, like, I eat lots of food all the time and yeah you know, like I'm not turned up by a gluten-free cracker but yeah but I thought that was just like really easy because that way this person didn't have to worry about like oh am I on the right plate is there like yeah. any depending if they're like super celiac or just a little bit intolerant like depend like didn't have to worry about any cross-contamination so I just thought that was like a just an easy touch by the host knowing that they had someone coming in so just make it all just and, keep it simple yeah so I thought that was like and like I knew we were talking about this as well I was like Gotta remember this. Gotta remember the platter story. Must send text message to self about platter. <laughs> oh my god, the amount of text I send myself. <laughs> it's the best. Apparently, it's like this notes yeah. thing in your phone. You can just write notes in, but that's not. It's not the same. No. It's not the same. No, because I I leave the messages unread, so because I, I hate I having the... bubbles on my phone. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm, I'm anyway, getting distracted. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I agree. I think um, making things as easy as possible is going to make you're less stressed as well. Yeah. Or the person less stressed. So I think that's really important. Um, I want to start off with um, how to support someone with food allergies, allergens, intolerances. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do like a backhanded way of doing this. Even though it's super annoying, (laughs) um, frustrating, and can be borderline like tedious, it's not their fault. This is not something no. they decided one day and was like, you know, it'd be really good if I ate food and my body reacted so poorly that I needed an EpiPen. Like that sounds like a good yeah. time to me. Like it's, that's not that's not their fault. Um, obviously, it's an extreme case. Um, and you just have to remember that because I've been in many situations with um, s- some friends and it has been very, very painful and frustrating to have a meal with them because of the allergens and yeah the allergens are quite severe and so they're i wouldn't say panicky but they go well over the top to make sure there's no concerns which is yeah. good because obviously if there were concerns potentially they could be very sick and then the worst part potentially is that they could die so, yeah like, one of I, my oldest yeah, friends she's terrible. anaphylactic to nuts not all nuts um but like cashews and pine nuts are like her two big ones just the best and, ones yeah <laughs> and her hardest thing is she's she's been overseas a couple of times and that's where she struggled the most because she like shows them she's like epipen you know i'm allergic to this but they like it gets lost in translation so i like definitely twice overseas she's had reactions and um but yeah like even like she'll go to a restaurant and be like i'm allergic to these like please make sure like deathly allergic like could die Mm -hmm. and she even had a reaction um 
like towards the end of last year, like they put in a specific no cashews because they were getting like cakes yeah. in and stuff like that. No pine nuts. And yeah, she ended up having a reaction, like not sure where it came from, but yeah. like she was sent to hospital. So yeah. So it like, sometimes it can be so serious and very scary to see. Yeah. So I just, I don't, that's what I have to do. Um, I just have to say it's not their fault. It's not their yeah. fault. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. And, um, and some people are very good at it. Like you barely notice certain things, like yeah. maybe have allergens, but sometimes people don't have that luxury because of the severity of their allergies. So yeah. um, I just want to put that out there because I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that everybody should be just super accommodating and be like, yeah, no worries. I think you can be, you can be frustrated because sometimes it does take a lot of patience as the person who doesn't have it to yeah. support someone. And, yeah, so I know I did it sort of backhanded, but I feel like I probably have had some quite negative experiences as someone who's fully able to eat pretty much anything I want yeah. <laughs> um, with someone who has an allergy. And I just, yeah, that's every time we have a meal, I always just have to think it's not their fault. This is – Yeah. And also – Nobody they wants had, to be a celiac. Like. Yeah. And also they, they've had a reaction that has made them very, very sick. So obviously that's scarring in some form of traumatic way. So, again yeah. – not their fault. So um, I actually have done what I tried to explain to Grace as the smart thing, um, not rather than the lazy thing. And yeah. I actually have gone onto um, a website called Allergy and Anaphylaxis Australia, and they actually have um, a lot of help sheets on their website. So um, this one that I found is actually called Eating Out with Food Allergies, and I'm actually going to go through some of the um, points that they have made. Because I feel like when you hear it, you're like, that's so obvious, but they word it in a really, like, powerful way. So Yeah, and especially because, like, both of us, like, I don't have any known allergies or anything. I have something. I can't use Palmer's cocoa butter. It gives me a rash. Yeah. Um, but I don't eat that, so that doesn't affect me going out. I mean, there's other options, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, basically, it goes into details about how to eat food out, which... You know, yeah. that's probably one thing that is the most challenging because you don't have as much control over the meal. Yeah, exactly. So the first thing um, to remember is to make sure that you have your EpiPen, Anapen, whatever the right injector that you need for your allergen. Again, I feel like this is obvious, but please have it. Yeah. Um, Do you know how expensive they are to replace? Yes, because Jeff has them. Does he? Yeah, he, he has an anaphylaxis reaction to um, fire ants. Okay. Which are not common in Victoria. And no. <laughs> barely, but. but yes, so he has to get it replaced, even though... He, he doesn't use it. It just sits in a drawer for a year, but, you know, it's a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yes, they're very expensive. Um, in Australia, they can be up to $400, um, depending yeah. on your... Um, What's the right word? Concession and your type of allergy that you have. So that's Australian dollars, yeah, foreign Australian dollars. So make sure you have it with you. The second thing is if you feel like you are having a severe reaction, do not stand up or walk. You know, the whole point is to lay you down, keep you still as possible so the blood is not 
pumping through your body basically. Yeah. And then um, if you need to administer EpiPen, obviously please call triple zero in Australia. Obviously your um, emergency line, wherever, whatever one it is in your country. Yeah. So finding a restaurant or food outlet. So there is five things they suggest. First one, make inquiries beforehand. So rather than just turning up, um, speak to the manager or chef before you arrive, if possible. And it's not it's not to sort of berate them. It's just it's to make sure that you can eat there easily. Yeah. Um, I think something sorry. as well, sorry to jump in, but mm-hmm. one thing that's really handy, I, like it's definitely gotten better probably over the last 10 or so years, is so many places keep an updated menu online. Mm-hmm. So that's like such a godsend for someone with allergies because I feel like, you know, 40 years ago, just yep. go to a restaurant and be like, uh, maybe I can eat here. Yeah. And like, also yeah. a lot of them have the, like the allergen like stickers or Like a little icons. index. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, number two, this one I thought was quite interesting. Um, try to go to a restaurant at a less busy time, especially have not, if you've not already made inquiries. So it's actually going to be more beneficial for you if you're not there in peak hours. Um, check the menu on the restaurant website before you arrive, like Grace yeah, is mentioning. There we go. Um, disclose your food allergy and check with the staff chef to see if they can provide you with a meal that does not contain the food you're allergic to. Again, fairly obvious. The last thing, which I think is obvious, but also you might not realize, do not share straws, cups, cutlery, or other food utensils with anybody else. So if you're yeah. having a cocktail and your meal happens to have nuts in it and your friend... Um, was yeah. like oh, I really want to taste your cocktail. You might not. You might have not realized that you've had a nut meal, which they can't have, and then put your lips onto the straw, and then that can actually go across them. So even though they haven't actually ingested yeah. the nuts, it's actually come off your There's lips or the saliva. There. Yeah, the traces are there. So yeah, my just be mindful. Yeah, she he doesn't eat nuts anymore, just because if he does, like he obviously has to go like clean her teeth, and then. I clean his teeth. He doesn't clean her teeth. That'd be weird. Um, and then he has to throw out his toothbrush because they live together, so they share a toothbrush holder. So if uh. his toothbrush accidentally touches hers, she can have a reaction, even though it's been in his mouth on the toothbrush and then touch her toothbrush. Like, it's still, like, she's just so cautious. It's too much. And I'm like, so just easy way to cut it out is her boyfriend just is like, all right, we don't eat nuts. Cool. I mean, yeah, that that's, ex- again, extreme, but also... Is it, like it's life-saving for her. Is it worth <laughs> it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's her life, yeah. <laughs> um, so avoid high-risk places and dishes. So these are very obvious, but I do want to go through some of them. Yeah. Pink fish or shellfish allergic. Um, avoid seafood restaurants. Okay, yep. <laughs> so it's <laughs> key... Mind-blowing Groundbreaking. Water is um, wet. <laughs> key cross-contamination in mind at other restaurants. So obviously if they have a fish meal or a seafood meal, like it's likely that, that it may cross paths with other areas. Um, yeah. I would say it's less likely just because there's a lot of people who have seafood allergies, but yeah, um, yep. Again, another crazy one. If peanut or uh, tree nut allergy, um, it's best to avoid Asian style dishes and restaurants. I was going to say, yeah, like especially because even peanut oil. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Places would use that just as like a reflex. Be like, oh yeah, got a nut allergy. Put some oil in the pan. Bang, peanut oil, and yeah. a phylaxis. And training, and just traces of it. Um, yeah. Next one I didn't know about, and I just it's probably my own ignorance. Um, if sesame um, allergic, avoid Middle Eastern style dishes, patisseries, uh, yeah. and salad garnishes. 
Middle Eastern surprised me. The patisserie and garnish, obviously not so much. But, um, yeah, I didn't realize Middle Eastern style dishes had so much sesame in it. So Yeah, I mean, I've never, yeah. Didn't think go. about that. Um, be aware of that fried food may share cooking oil, like with self shellfish, fish, egg, and other yeah. allergens. So we that's what we mentioned before. Um, if egg or milk allergic, avoid crumb or battered food and creamy sauces that contain these ingredients. So generally yeah. egg is added to um, thicken things. So if you have creamy sauces, again, obviously cream yeah. with milk, um, they can add egg to thicken it. Um, obviously, this one's, again, obvious. Um, some past dishes, meatballs and hamburgers can contain egg or nut and often contain wheat obviously yeah um vegetarian style food often contains nut ingredients including vegetarian cheese which may be made from nuts yeah like cashew cheese and stuff like that yeah um remember patisseries and desserts oh sorry pastries and desserts may contain tree nuts or peanuts um the last couple i feel like are obvious but need to be said avoid (laughs) Buffet-style restaurants where serving utensils can be shared and food may accidentally be mixed. People aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. If I'm going to a buffet, sorry, I've got my blinkers on, I'm thinking about my tummy, and then my other question is dessert first or main first? It's just, it's not about, oh, I should probably make sure those tongs don't touch that certain part. Um, Check um, salad, garnishes, and dressings. They are like... um, and dips. Yeah, like dips they just contain a lot of nuts that like you oh. don't necessarily know about. Like again, for thickening. Like they they thicken up the yeah. um, the dip. And then um, the last qu- the last dot point says choose dishes with fewer ingredients as there is less room for error. So if you're looking at a main main meal and it has like several different components to it and then also um, you know, they don't list every single ingredient. The le- yeah. the less ingredients the more likely that they're going to be able to to adjust it it's basically what they're saying um the next part is they talking about placing your order now some things in here that i've never heard of and i don't know if it's because it's not common knowledge or if it's just because i personally don't need one it's just something that you haven't paid attention to yeah so firstly read the menu carefully obviously disclose your food allergy before ordering I think that's yeah. very obvious. Because even though it's not on the ingredients list, like when they have like a menu, they might mm. say we've got this, this, and this. Um, they're obviously not going to list what kind of oil they use or yeah. if it, they've used a dressing, what's in that dressing. Like they might just say it's a lemon dressing, but what else is in it? Who knows? Now, yeah. this is the thing I didn't know about. So okay. it says use an A and AA chef card. Okay. So basically um, there's translated versions available. This card outlines yeah. the food allergy allergens you must avoid. Ask the card to go to the sh- go to the chef and to be returned with your meal, having the card back with your meal to make it more likely that the right meal was given to the right person. I've never seen one of these, but if your friend um, who's gone traveling knew yeah. that, um, I'm assuming it was a girl, um, if yeah. she was going to a particular Asian country and she knew um the language that they're going to be speaking in that area and could get it translated, that would be very helpful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, yeah, I've not heard of this card. Have you heard of it before? No, but, yeah, as like you said, it just might not be a thing. That... I just, yeah. I don't know if it's maybe it's something that's up and coming. I have no idea. Yeah, or like um, a good travelling one or something, yeah. Yeah. 
The next point says, do not ask for a guarantee when placing your order. Um, you can minimize the risk for an allergen reaction, but it can never be removed. Okay. So yes, you can say, this is what I'd like, but you can't expect it to be a definite yeah. not happening. So we yeah. have a, at our school in our food tech kitchen, we have a nut-free bench. So mm-hmm. no nuts, no nut ingredients are allowed to go on that bench. But I've had students who are um, celiac opt out of food tech because they're like, yes, we can (laughs) take the risk out, but also not to throw them under the bus, but year eight boys, not the smartest. No. So, yeah, so it's just like some students are just like, I I don't want to do it. It's too, like, it's scary for them. Like, if they have, like, if they, like, feel sick, like, it's not a good feeling. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can always minimize the risk, but... There's always room for error, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the last three dot points for placing your order. Ask the staff which dishes are best for you um, that are free of the food that you're allerg- allergic to. Again, fairly obvious. If the staff are unsure, ask to speak to someone else who knows. So not yeah. just being like, oh, they're pretty sure. Like, just like, I need to know. Yeah. Um, the last two. Be prepared to wait a while as they check for ingredients, folders, or labels. They may need to speak to someone um, more informed on food allergies so the person that is serving you may not have all the answers and they have to go to someone else so don't be expecting like yeah. why, are they t- why is it taking them so long to uh- and I feel like that's fine for the person who's ordering and who is the um, person who's allergic like they're probably used to waiting but yeah. like as well I think that's special like as a friend don't be like oh I'm so hungry yeah. like understand that like yes you're lucky you can look at a menu and be like sweet i'm getting the burger yeah whereas unfortunately not everyone has that yeah and the last one you may be served first or last be patient so you're very unlikely to be served in the middle (laughs) just because of the way that your meal is probably prepared um the next things they talk about is watch out for hidden ingredients i'm not going to read through them all because i think depending on what you eat depends on what you have but like i'm going to read out the ones that i thought were i didn't realize so Um, Worcestershire sauce contains anchovies. So if you have a seafood allergen, you can't have that. And the other one... stand anchovies. um, Oh, yeah. um, Got this nice and prepared? No. No, that's right. (laughs) The other ones were, like, all fairly obvious. Um, Yeah. My big one is basil. I didn't know it had pine nuts in it. It does. Yeah. Pesto. Do you mean... So yeah. Basil, yeah, yeah. Pesto controls yeah. uh, tree nuts or peanuts or pine nuts, depending on what it's Who made, made it? with. Yeah. Um, so the last two dot points I want to go through from this website: uh, make making careful food choices. So, um, you consider ordering meals that are simply prepared, such as grilled meats with steamed vegetables or baked potato, because they're less likely to have like sauces and stuff that have allergens in it. Um, consider fresh fruit for dessert. That just sounds so sad to me. <laughs> but I understand if that's the option. Um, if you have previously eaten the same meal at the restaurant, you need to declare your allergy on every occasion. And do not yeah, assume, don't expect them to remember you. Yeah. Do not assume that a dish in one restaurant is the same in another. Again, obvious, but needs to be said. And yeah. the last one, which I feel like shouldn't be have to be said, but again, similar to like the straw situation. Don't be tempted to taste someone else's food, even if it looks really, really good. Yeah. And then that's it. The rest of it's just talking about being prepared, which I feel like if you have severe allergens, you're going to do it anyway because it's your health. You're 
not to like dampen everybody else's me- like meal or anything, but your health is more important than eating at a certain time. And tasting someone's food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think, and this is something like you might be someone who likes to pick, like you like doing the research and like finding a restaurant. Um, obviously take into account people's allergies. Mm-hmm. Like this might be somewhere that you really want to try, but if they don't have like, even like one dish is obviously good, but I would say like, I don't know, like I definitely think, yeah, like give them more than one option. Mm-hmm. Like don't like be like, you have to have this dinner because that's all, but I really want to go to this restaurant. So make sure this place is definitely like accommodating and if it's really tough, then just say to your friend, hey, do you have any places that you like that you know are accommodating yeah. to you? So yeah. I'm actually having dinner with a friend on Wednesday in the city who I haven't seen for quite some time. And um, she doesn't eat meat, but she eats fish. Yeah. And so I don't eat fish because of the taste, not because of any allergens. Yeah. And so when we just go places, like we like we need to find something that is good for both of us. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's not an allergen. It's actually a lifestyle choice. Yeah. So the, our particular food stuff. So I guess it's just sort of, as long as there's a meal that we will be eating, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And also when we used to have breakfast together before school on Fridays, the person who Back chose most day. of, most of our places was the person who had all the allergens. Yeah. It which also is was convenient. She loved picking places. Yes. But yeah. Never had to worry about it. Yeah, because there was a list. She was going through a list on the yeah. phone. So I was like, oh, well, it makes it easy for us. Yeah. I think it's all like touching on your friend not eating meat and you not eating fish. Like, mm. I think those are both choices. Like, you could mm. eat fish if you just, like, wanted to. If There's I nothing to. holding you back. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's all like if your friend is, like, even even if it's, like, especially if they're recently, they're like, oh, I'm going to, like, try being veggie. I'm going to try being vegan or something like that. Like, I think that's, like, also, like almost as important as, like, respecting mm. their wishes and making sure that they feel comfortable. Because you might be like, oh, Grace has gone vegetarian. Huh? She'll last a week. Yeah. Give her that week. Yeah. Like, let them, yeah. I think as well, like, going out to eat, like, places when you're, like, trying something new can be a bit like, oh, you know, like, I might be tempted by something and so on and stuff like that. But I think, like, make sure you're accommodating whether it's a choice or whether it's a medical necessity. Yeah. Um. Sidebar, she's been vegetarian or pescatarian. Is that the right way? Pes- yeah. Um, Pescatarian's fish, pes- yeah. Yeah. It, since I've known, met her, um, but also before that, so at least at, at least 10 years. I think it's been like 20 yeah. years of her life. So, um, yeah, so. It, so she's just, definitely well-versed. She knows, she, she knows what she's looking for and stuff. So, yeah. But I think, like you said, doesn't it doesn't matter how long. It's showing respect for your um, food companion. (laughs) Yeah, whether it be friend, colleague or foe. (laughs) Although if it's a foe, maybe mess them up, you know. (laughs) Not too bad. Um, I just (laughs) want to have a quick touch on the workplace with food. Yeah. Um, I feel like if food's being catered for, um, they need to be catered to. Yeah. I... I have a weird, like, not thought process, but if it's if it supports the majority, the majority rules in like, if, um, like for example, if someone's lactose intolerant, the workplace may not supply lactose-free milk or soy yeah. milk. 
Um, they they should. I'm not saying they should like. Um, they sh- I shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it's less likely to occur. Um, so I want to know: is it? Do you think that's like a discrimination, or do you think it's just the way things are because of costs and like longevity? Yeah. So, for example, if you know that the majority of people drink um, milk, as in cow's milk. Yeah. Um, you know that that's going not going to go to waste because lots of people use it. Whereas someone might need almond milk or soy yeah, milk or they, oat milk, yeah. it might not be used as much because only one the, person's using it. Yeah, Thoughts? yeah. So I think like um, on my brekkie every morning, I have almond milk, not for any dietary reasons. I just like how it tastes on my muesli, mm-hmm. um, and I struggle to get through a one liter before it's like because it says on the bottle use within five days i always stretch it out to seven haven't been sick yet um but i still struggle to finish a one liter in that seven days and i pour a decent amount on my brekkie like i'm definitely not skimping Mm. so i think if there's like one or two people who are using a dash in their coffees maybe like once or twice a day they definitely wouldn't get through a liter of milk either yeah so i think as well it has to be non-wasteful like yeah and like at the start of the year our staff i'm down in the front office like we fill out a form and we fill out any dietary requirements so they would see oh you know we've got this many people who are intolerant to this we've got this many people who um, are choosing to be vegan Mm -hmm. and so on so they definitely would see how many people yeah so they probably like make a like educated decision based on that um but one thing at our school um we do have quite a few people um, who have different um, dietary requirements. And so whenever there's like a catered lunch or anything like that, always like any like gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, whatever, mm-hmm. um, is always at one end of the bench. And it's always in the same spot. It's never like a, you have to look around, like it always is they in know the same where to spot. Go. Yeah. And the brownies on the gluten-free desk are always so much better. But <laughs> <laughs> I always like feel so guilty if I take one. I'm like, no, just eat the regular ones. They're not for like, you, Grace. I'm like, they're so much better. And there's not that many gluten people. Like, oh, I can just have one. I can just have one. Yeah. But yeah. But um, yeah, and I think as well, but like some people just join the intolerance line because it's always shorter because there's less people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's annoying. Like, yeah. So I think, I think we both agree that like, generally in a workplace that supplies let's say everyday items yeah you're less likely to be um supplied with like allergy free like yeah um milk um or biscuits even like just i just think that's something that's not going to happen yeah, who's getting biscuits at school i want that i mean there's other people don't just work in schools grace it's people that work oh. in other. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I I think there's definitely um, there's definitely like things that I, I wish that would change or would like to change. But I also think that it's probably not going to change unless there's a larger yeah. amount of people that need it. Yeah, exactly. Based on numbers and stuff, I think yeah. Um, like obviously, if you're in a work where just coincidentally there is lots, like you could probably be like, hey, can we get a liter of milk? But yeah, yeah. Like I think. As well, like, yeah, people don't use, like, a lot of milk at school unless you're smashing, like, 15 cups of tea a day. You're probably not going through Even that then. much. Like, you're probably just splashing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. 
I don't think it's needed. But yeah, um, I don't think it's fair, but I just think it's probably a more cost-effective way to supply yeah. your staff with um, something special. Yeah, majority like rules, unfortunately, yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, obviously, if it's catered for, if a catered event, they should be catered to. And I, yeah. don't, I don't know any workplace that doesn't do it. Um, no. Sidebar, fun fact. And I don't know if you knew this or if it's just Ooh. like a weird thing that I weirdly know because of um, our daughter. But Melbourne is actually the food allergen capital of the world. I did know that. Oh, I thought it was Australia. I didn't know we had the world No, title. the world. Yeah, so <laughs> um, so there, there's a study going on at the moment with um, newborns. And um, I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but I'll just recap. Basically, they have um a drop that they have every day um and one is just like a vegetable drop so nothing and one's a vitamin d drop because they believe that vitamin d um has a connection to food allergens and like not getting enough you're more likely to be allergic yeah so um which you would think would be interesting because obviously there's Nordic countries that don't get sunlight, but they actually yeah. give their kids vitamin D supplements from to make birth up. because they know it's, it's um, yeah. insufficient. Um, but, yeah, apparently Melbourne, there's a lot of them. So um, our daughter Mackenzie um, fit the criteria. So they had to be breastfed um, a certain weight and born over a certain um, time in the pregnancy. And yeah. she fit all those, and they just did some samples um, of stool poo, and then yeah. um, a sample of my breast milk, and they did a sample of um, the just like a DNA swab, like I just swab in their yeah. mouth. So, um, but yeah, so just did, and it goes for a year. So you do you do this drop every day for a year. I missed a few. Here's what it is. And yeah, then you, yeah, and then you have, um, they give you a free allergen test at the end, which basically is for them to test to get data. What she's allergic to, yeah. Yeah, and then she had an allergen to uh, raw egg. Like it came up as a rash yeah. on her back. Um, yeah. About a little swabs. And then we went back and did a raw egg, um, really fun four-hour allergen yeah. testing. Um, it turns that. out, turns out, no, she didn't have... Any, oh, any weird. Out, yeah. It just may have been like a one-off thing or maybe it was just... Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it turned out to be okay and she eats egg now. So we're very fortunate. But obviously um, we didn't know that at the time. So we were a bit hesitant to actually give her more egg or even things that had raw egg in it. Yeah. Um, like mayonnaise and whatnot. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, so just um, a little fun fact for you about Melbourne. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. <laughs> But yeah, we are the winners. Congratulations, <laughs> which so makes awesome. makes sense of all the different type of restaurants that have so many different. That's true. Um, uh, allergen type of food. Yeah, like I know two restaurants within like walking distance to, from me that are completely gluten free. Yeah, like the whole menu. That's cool. You can just choose whatever you want. Like, exactly, go nuts. But not too nuts if you're anaphylactic. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. So yeah, one final thing that I thought was worthwhile touching on, mainly because we live in Melbourne, um, I feel like in the past year, not only are we the most intolerant 
of foods <laughs> in the world. We've also become the biggest picnickers, not by choice, purely by consequence, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this one thing, and we kind of like spoke about it a little bit, um, is just being aware of your crowd mm-hmm. and just knowing that if you've got someone who um, is deathly allergic to soy, probably don't bring the soy crisps that day. They can probably stay home. Yeah. Um, and I think just like if you're bringing together a group, maybe talk about like set up a group chat. If, it, if you're spoiling the surprise of what people are going to bring, you're probably going to save a life. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like let it be known what you're bringing. If everyone's kind of bringing something, just making sure that, you know, everyone's catered for, um, you know, if there is, you know, a couple of like vegetarians in the group, making sure that they've got options and just things like that. I think just being kind of aware of who you're around and like if they have kind of any limitations when it comes to what they can eat is just like probably the nice thing to do. And it's a bit more like inclusive and you're not making like yeah. growing up. I had a friend who um, towards the end of high school went vegan mm-hmm. and like it just like my mum just couldn't handle it. So she was always just like, oh, you know, if she's coming over, can like, can you just ask her to like just have dinner before she comes over? <laughs> and it's like. Mum, there are many vegan things. Yeah. Like, this was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, so it yeah. is kind of, like, maybe not so much then, but, like, now, like, definitely there are so many, like, different alternatives and options and things like that that everyone mm-hmm. can be catered for. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just being aware of who you've got around you and what they can and can't do. And I think also the other part you could add to that in reflection of what you experienced at the party on the weekend yeah is that if you're going to see this person and it's not something that you do every weekend like it's not it's not or every week you don't do a wednesday dinner with them it's just actually yeah a one-off maybe every couple of months yeah um picnic or catch up um you can actually just do it fully catered to them because it's yeah. not going to change your life significantly having one meal where it's all gluten-free or if it's all vegetarian yeah. um or You'll be okay. not free because really if you cater well, which I think most people can do because there's so many options these days. Yeah, exactly. there's so many options now. Like, um, you I, can, think, I think yeah. it's doable for an, an occasion. So, yeah. Um, and, yes, obviously you might have to think a little bit more. Um, you might want to ask them, um, you know, what's your favourite version of yeah. the food Yeah, have you ever eating? eaten this brand before? Yeah. And so then you could also try different foods that you probably wouldn't have because you would normally have your normal food. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, big so, agree. Yeah, so I think obviously not if it's like a weekly thing. Like I'm talking like if it only happens every couple of months or whatever. Yeah. So then it's not a big inconvenience to you um, for that one one event or that time. Yeah, exactly. Friend. No, definitely agree with that one. Yeah. So the episode that we were referring back to was to bring or not to bring. Yeah, um, it was like a- second episode oh man we're so wise maybe even now. our first <laughs> um and it was talking about um uh, dinner party etiquette and what you yeah. need to inform your um host or when you are a host what you need to do with dietary requirements so we have touched base on it um but i feel like this is a bit more of in depth but also um i'd like to think that the website i found was really informative so it was a, like a different approach yeah. because um, Grace and I are very, very fortunate um, to have the luxury of being to eat whatever. And so um, it's hard to sort of do a debrief on something that we personally don't 
um, have. So I'm sure there's yeah. other views. I'm not saying that we've come up with the best solution because no. I've read something. So if you have different thoughts or you have different views and you want to um, help or even us. even different anecdotes. Yeah. Well, edit our yeah. version of this podcast. Um, obviously, you can contact us at Dunking Biscuits Podcast um, on Instagram. And um, But tell your friends to listen to this episode if you, um, you know, want to help them. Like maybe you, you have an intolerance or you have an allergen and yeah. you haven't really found the best way of informing your friends of how to be supportive. Um, Share us. Yeah, let us... Let us let us be your wise words <laughs> to them, um, and yeah, give us a like, give us a follow, tell your friends. We are actually available on so many different listening platforms. It's wild. Yeah, like and all of them. Yeah, if you know one, we're on it. And yeah, it's so nice to be speaking to you all. And um, <laughs> like it, it is, I just feel like it's so no, it's so nice because we had such a break. Like, it just feels yeah, that's nice true. to be yeah, talking. Um, uh, obviously, I generally just talk to Grace, and I'm assuming someone else listens to, this, to, to us talking, but... <laughs> At least one. Yeah, someone. I think it's mainly my mum. My, my brother listens to it yeah. as well. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just... We will um, keep it going. Yeah, sounds really? good. Anyway, have a good week, everyone. Cheers. Happy um, birthday to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, birthday week, fortnight, sorry to Grace. Yeah, um, still we'll my birthday continu- next time we record. Yeah, it's still, still happening. <laughs> and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.